Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. I don't know if I can trust a guy that doesn't drink coffee, but we're going to try. All the coffee in the world. It's what we need to get through what's been a hectic and hellacious last couple weeks of sports reported, but it's been a hell of a lot of fun as well. It is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television, each and every weekday right here from 4 to 6 p.m., giving you all your fix for sports around the state of Montana and around the planet Earth. If you want to watch us anywhere on the planet Earth, you can go to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. It's very easy. If you want to listen to us live, you can also go to our website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on the Listen Live tab. There you'll find the stream. The stream is presented by Opportunity Bank of Montana, Opportunity Bank. Your local bank, your opportunity. Got a lot of stuff to get to into the show. If you want to participate, it's easy, 361-3688, All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers. RV phone line as he is every Wednesday. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana, in studio with me, Colter Nuanez. We're going to talk... Uh, a little bit of Super Bowl. We're also going to talk about Brent Vegan. We got a chance to interview Coach Vegan, the new Montana State head football coach. Today, press conference, we got some sound uh, from both Brent Vegan as well as Leon Costello, athletic director for Montana State, that we'll get to here in a little a little bit. It's also Garden City Spotlight, as we do every Wednesday, highlighting a couple different things, including expected to be a new policy for uh, spectators around Class AA. So that will definitely impact the three Class AA uh, high schools here in Missoula. Top of the hour, good old buddy, Tucker Sargent, former co-host of this show once upon a time. He's now got his hands in a lot of different things. You know him probably first and foremost in the sports world as the University of Montana lacrosse coach. Well, 
He's also uh, on the board and helping bring back club hockey at the University of Montana. So this is exciting. This is going to be something that I think is going to be pretty cool from a spectator's perspective. They're going to play down at the the Glacier Ice Rink, and um, I'm hearing that there's beer available. That's always a a lure when you're going to watch some hockey. So Tucker's going to uh, swing on by to tell us uh, all the ins and outs, and uh, I think that also am I going to bring Mike Anderson, who's the, the head coach as well. So we'll get a little bit more detail on that. And then we're going to talk a little bit about redefining success in sports because I think that oftentimes we remember the greatest of the greats, but sometimes people that were pretty darn good, maybe they, they get overshadowed and or they don't get remembered correctly. This is kind of spurring from Marty Schottenheimer, former longtime NFL head coach, dying uh, earlier this week. And people kind of piling on saying Marty Schottenheimer, whose teams fizzled out in the playoffs. And I just think that there's a different perspective that we need to take. A lot of times there's uh, sometimes success is overplayed or individual influence on championships, maybe. So we're going to get into it. It'll be a good discussion. Sean, what's up, my man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I might not have my coffee, but I got my uh, sparkling frost <laughs> Arctic twist with a little caffeine in it. You know, so that's what I got to do to get by here. It's know? truly amazing. You and Riley Corker, Voice of the Grizz, neither one of you guys drink coffee. Never thought I was going to work in media with guys that didn't drink coffee because it's a it's a stay up late and get up early deal around here. I actually I don't think Riley actually gets up very early, but you got kids, you got to do it. I got the multiple jobs going, so I got to yeah. do it too. But uh, it's actually probably better for you that you don't you don't have a vice like tea. I begin into tea in the morning. Tea's so good. The, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. What's going on at SWX before we get into uh, Brett Vegan and, and Leon Castillo? Anything cooking that's fun new? Uh, I guess I'm on the show tonight, right? So I'll be on SWX tonight breaking down this Brent Vegan hire as well. So <laughs> it's so funny by the time we get to this point, we've just talked about this. I mean, I'll have talked about it so much, but I, I love that people care. But it's it's also just interesting because you, know, you give the same takes over and over and over again. But what else is going on at SWX? Yeah, it'd be fun to you know have you in the studio tonight breaking it down um, in in a you know five minute platform i know it's very condensed and not enough time for you but you know we get in what we can i'm getting better at it i know you are you are Um, it helps when when two tells not there as well because between the two of you we just get like one question in and and right and ryan says words (laughs) that like last 17 seconds because he's like reading out of his dictionary uh we got hey we got a lot of good games on swx this week we are doing uh both of the eastern washington montana state games um um, for thursday saturday and the grizz game weaver state at Montana on Saturday. And we also have uh, Bozeman, Gallatin Boys Friday night. Mm. I don't know if you remember the the first matchup between these two schools. First time ever that they played on the basketball court. Gallatin upset Bozeman by two points. And so they're going to kind of have the rematch there. So And those Big Sky matchups are going to be pretty great as well. Like Those are going to be pretty fun and Good measuring sticks for a couple the, the Montana schools. It's going to be a good series between Eastern Washington and Montana State because I do think I know Eastern Washington is the preseason league favorite. I actually think the Cats match up with Eastern Washington pretty well. Eastern Washington has a great front court. Tanner Groves is one of the most improved players in the league, but Montana State has one of the best big men in the league in Jabril Bello. And Eastern, they spread the floor and they like to shoot it. And I mean, they hit 19 threes in a game one time this year. But Montana State has good guards too. It's going to be fun action. It's not going yeah, to be it, this slugfest like we watched in Portland this last week with the Grizz and Portland State. I think we're going to see uh, scores in the 80s instead of the 50s. I was going to say, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know one of those teams gets in the 90s in the two games. Um, you know, but between those, um, and then always when Montana and Weber get together, it's always fun for and, sure and always interesting. And it's going to be very interesting to see how. You know, Montana's been playing this such this 
kind of slow defensive slugfest. Weber State yeah. just, you know, they go up and down. They jack a lot of threes. Like, they, they're one of the top shooting teams in the country. So it's going to be very interesting to see, like, is Montana going to be able to, to score enough to keep up with Weber State? Or are they going to bring Weber State's, you know, offensive production down and right. make it that kind of a game. It's going to be very interesting to see how like the, the games are dictated here. One thing to watch with Eastern Washington and Bozeman as well, Shante Leggins is the head coach for Eastern Washington. Uh, him and I have been... The the last time the Big Sky tournament was here in Missoula, Shante was still a assistant at Eastern Washington. And I was covering the whole tournament like we always do, SkyOnSportsMT.com, and the scouting seat was right next to my media seat. And Shante at that time... Was just you know kind of a rising young assistant single guy, so he was he was sitting courtside every game because he was scouting every game because he just wanted to kind of get in the on the action. Eastern ended up winning the tournament that year, but I sat with him for pretty much like you know every day for six days in a row, and so I got to know him pretty well. But I was talking to him earlier this week, and by the way, he'll be on the show tomorrow uh, to preview the Montana State games. But he said, <laughs> so his wife talked him into becoming a to being a vegan. Uh, for the first two months here of 2021. And he's like, man, I've never been so grumpy in my life. He's, so that could be a factor. Shante might be a little hungry on the, on the sidelines. That's your nor there. It is Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. We got to get to it because we got a lot of sound to share with you. We got a chance to sit down with Brent Vegan. I guess sit down is an arbitrary term. We got to all sit on our Zooms and uh, interview the new head football coach for Montana State. We also got to interview athletic director uh, Leon Costello. I got about 12, 13 minutes here of Brent Vegan, but uh, before we play this, Sean, I've gotten your feedback on this, your impressions of the hire overall. It was. It's very hard in the introductory press conference, Zoom conference, whatever you want to call it, because right, we don't we don't even get to shake the guy's hand or anything. Exactly, and, and you, there's just there's not that personal connection, you know, and, and it takes away the whole fervor, the excitement of what a normal press conference is when you and I go to these things and you have, you know, the whole athletic department's there. You have maybe a couple players are in there, all the media's in there, and you just have this, like, more excitement and back and forth with the media and things like that. It's so hard on a Zoom call to to feel that. So hard to kind of to judge it that way. And like you had talked about and, and mentioned, too, when talking to, you know, Leon Costello that we'll hear later is Coach Choate was, is – so unique in how he speaks and speaks to the media sure. and yeah. how he's animated and things like that. So anyone like coming after that, it almost seems like, um, like a, not, I don't, I don't want to say downgrade, but just less energy, yeah. less yeah. like, you know, there and in your face kind of stuff. Um, but I will say like, there was no, you know, Dan Campbell, like we're going to bite off some kneecaps sure, or, sure. you know, any of that, sure. like in one of these things, as long as like the coach doesn't say anything that's like outlandish where you're like, whoa, um, cause these are all kind of at the end of the day, they're pretty standard yeah, answers. Right, like right. I think you or I could both just like stand up there in that position and say all these, those exact same answers like right. from all the questions. Cause we've heard for, it for oh, sure a hundred times. times. It's so true. Um, but you know, I, I mean, I think. I have this this theory when it comes to coaching, okay? okay. And coaching hires. It's 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 the opposite theory. You sure. always hire the opposite of the guy that left. And this one fits in there because what was the one knock on Jeff Choate and what he was not able to do at Montana? Quarterbacks. Develop quarterbacks. So who do you get? A guy who developed Josh Allen Carson and Carson Wentz, Wentz. Yeah. and like that's kind of what he's known for in his praise as far as like what he can put at the top of his resume. So it fits kind of that opposite theory. And, you know, I know, I know a lot of uh, people, even on social media, when we you know when we sent out 
all of our stuff on SWX and we covered this game, people responded like, you know, he was the sixth, seventh, eighth choice. Like, he can't be any good. Well, we, you could have a list of 50 dudes and that the guy that's 50th could end up being better than the first. You know, exactly. so we have to and wait. We have to wait. Like, we don't know. And, and, and the other thing is that people got to understand is that the reason that the media has just changed so much because it can be in the palm of your hand at all times. Exactly. This stuff I, happens all the time. I mean, they, I, I've reported yeah. coaching searches forever, but yeah. this one was the one I was the most in on the ground for. But that's, I mean, part of it's because I've been doing this for 11 years now, covering that beat. So I got a lot of sources. But the other part is that, like, it used to be you couldn't send a million texts to every person that you ever knew, and now you can, and you can monitor Twitter and all these things. And so, at the end of the day, it's what I, want, I always want to remind people: the only coaches that I can think of over the last twenty years have been hired in Montana that were the first choice and the only choice, and they just took the job right off the bat. Was Mike Kramer when he was hired at Montana State in two thousand? And Bobby Houck when he was hired at Montana this last time around. Other than that, like Rob Ash was not the first choice. Jeff Choate was not the first choice. It doesn't matter, though, because a lot of times it's an arbitrary thing. Like It's not even that this guys are saying, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Sometimes it's just a mutual parting of ways. It's like when Travis DeCure was involved at Colorado State. It, he just... He, he removed his name from the search because he just wanted to stay at Montana. And so I think well, that it's overblown a little bit that this is like their third, fourth, whatever choice. I mean, I, at the end of the day, with the search all comes to fruition, I think they got the right guy. Well, also, you're not going to – you can't downgrade the university or downgrade uh, Coach Vegan because you happen to, like, offer it to a, you know, Power 5 coordinator who is going to be making double – in his current situation and ends up not taking the job. Like, of course exactly. you're going to, Hey, if you can shoot for the fences and, and offer it to one of those guys and, and they happen to take it, then that, then that's awesome. But you don't like get to downgrade the move only because you, you tried for that. You know what I mean? Last point here before we get to Brent vegan that I think it's just worth reemphasizing. I, I've never met anybody like Jeff Choate, <laughs> Jeff Choate. I, I it's, it's, a tease for later on this week because Chote is such an amazing speaker and he gave us he gave me so much time I have seriously hundreds of pages of typed out quotes for stories that I haven't used because I was just going to pull and use whenever football eventually came back and so last night I went and reorganized all of them and I'm going to do a six-part series about the, the way Jeff Chote impacted the, the university the state and and the football program but the number one thing that Choate did better than anybody I've ever seen is he truly tried to galvanize every person that could possibly be involved in his organization to believe in him. And that's why he was so good with the media, because he was preaching to us because he wanted us to believe his vision too. That said, you could, being able to speak it and talk it and profess it, there's a lot of coaches that are pretty down the middle, not like Jeff Choate, that are better football coaches than Jeff Choate. I guess what I'm saying is I hope that people don't judge Brent Vegan based solely on the fact that he isn't like dripping with charisma like Jeff Choate because there's just nobody really that can talk like Choate. Choate's one of the great speakers I've ever been around in any realm of life. Well, there's a lot of players. Okay, there's a lot of like athletes, right, that you have this like perception of how good they are. But if you just like stack like player A and here's their stats, player B and here's their stats, they could be equal but then when you look at the names, you're like, wow, that player was so much better than that player. Like, sure. that could be kind of like Jeff Choate. Like, when you right. look at his career record, and if you just looked at all the numbers in the resume and stacked right. it up next to somebody similar, you're just going to assume that, like, Jeff Choate was better to, because of all the things that you're talking yeah. about. But it's actually, when it come, when it boils down to only the, the wins and losses, it, it, it's not exactly what you might 
perceive it to be. Uh, uh, no question about it. We're going to get into more analysis of this, but we got to get to Brent Vegan because uh, I got a pretty good chunk of the press conference to share with you here. If you want to hear the full thing, he talked for about 30 minutes earlier today. You can find it at SkylineSportsMT.com or you can find it on our Skyline Sports YouTube channel. Uh, but his Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Here's Brent Vegan, the new head football coach for the Montana State Bobcats. Well, I, I, I couldn't be more excited about this opportunity. Uh, I know there's going to be a more formal event on uh, on Monday to follow, but it was important to get uh, get with the media and, and be able to answer questions here um, you know, as soon as possible. But uh, my family and I um, are, are thrilled about the opportunity to, for me to be a head coach, but uh, for us to be at Montana State and uh, move to Bozeman and, and enjoy this uh, tremendous community. And I, I couldn't thank uh, President Cruzado, um, uh, Leon, the search committee, everybody involved um, with sharing with, with me their their vision and uh, you know ultimately coming to the conclusion to make um, to name me the, the head coach of this uh, this this great football program at this uh, fine institution and uh, you know um, this place uh, it, it made a big impact on me when we came out here at uh, North Dakota State in, in 2010 just a tremendous support that uh, that this program um, that this program has the, the fan support the uh, the growing enrollment here uh, the growth the growth in Bozeman are all things that really excite me um, had a chance to meet with the players yesterday and there's a real hungry group you know a group that's been through a lot in the last 11 months and they were the they were the priority I got right back up here to you know I was here on on Sunday um, got right back up here yesterday because uh, you know getting with them and um, forging our path ahead is uh, the 2021 Bobcats was mission one and, and we're on track there and uh, look forward to you know the days the weeks the months ahead um, you know so with that we'll open up to questions but uh, like I said couldn't be more happy to be here your initial statement to the team was about national championship expectations how do you turn those expectations into reality well I, I think you know to attain something you got to be able to see it and, and that's why I wanted to you know, spell that out day one. Now, are we going to talk about a national championship every day? I, I think that that would be crazy. But uh, as a starting point, to have that as a, a clear vision um, of something that uh, you can't attain something unless you, you see it, unless you it's it's there in your thoughts. Um, we still got to work on a daily basis. I get better each day. Um, daily improvement is going to be the foundation of it. But, but having um, that as a clear vision is, is what, you know, I want our, our guys to see. And I know they've um, they've recently had some real success, you know, uh, playoff runs to the quarters and the semis, and, and you know, um, progress for sure. Uh, this is not a situation that, uh, you know, this is not a reclamation project by any stretch of the imagination. There's a lot of ability here. Um, there's, a, there's a hunger, and now it's, a, it's about putting together the plan so, uh, you know, come 2021, we can put ourselves in the best position to, you know, to reach those heights. Vegan talking about his team's national championship aspirations. Well, uh, yeah, I think you're right on that. Uh, I know guys have gone on a lot of different places and, and, and been fortunate the last uh, two, two decades to work with a lot of great coaches that have had a, a, a big, big impact on me. Um, you know, obviously Coach Bull being the, the top of that list. Uh, and, you know, the, the luxury I had um, through all that time, you know, I, w- I was there firsthand to, to – to be part of it, but to see how 
see how it was done from a leadership perspective, uh, see the things that we we did and implemented, um, you know, really through that phase of, of moving to the FCS level, starting in 2004 to joining the Missouri Valley and, and um, you know, 2008 to ultimately the heights that we achieved in 11, 12, and 13. And, and um, you know, recognize that there, you know, there's a few programs across the country that have, uh, have the, um, the tools in place and felt like Montana State um, was one of those programs. And, you know, um, having an opportunity to, to take all the things that I learned at North Dakota State and then couple that with our experience at Wyoming, um, coaching at the FBS level, uh, coaching in this region, uh, recruiting, uh, recruiting a different area, recruiting the West. Um, those are all things, um, lessons that I've learned. And, and you know, uh, different place, but but same mentality for us as a staff. Um, you know, so you have to you have to adapt that mentality to the to the place. And, and you know, I'm I'm learning on the fly here um, what those things mean. But I, I think I have a good understanding of what. Uh, the FCS level is all about, um, and I have a you know a real good belief that Montana State is is one of those, um, and we're one of those institutions that that should be in the mix. And if we do do things right, um, that's where we hope to be. What made Montana State the right job at the right time, and what are going to be the biggest differences now that you are uh, the head coach rather than the offensive coordinator? You're listening to Nuanas now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula statewide SWX Montana Television. Sound from a press conference earlier today with new Montana State head football coach Brent Vegan. You know what? Uh, right time, right place. I think those two things came together. Um, you know, I, I think through the last seven years, uh, there's been opportunities that have been presented, and I'm, I haven't really gone head, headlong into any one of them. But uh, you know, different situations uh, across the landscape and FCS, and. Um, whether it was me maybe not feeling like the time was right or that maybe the place wasn't, um, you know, that those two things never came together. But when um, when Coach Schultz was up for the Boise job, you know, at the beginning of, of, of January, you know, I started to think, okay, if that thing opens up, that's that's that'd be that'd be one I'd wanna go after. Um, you know, the the game back in 2010 when we played in the playoffs at NDSU was uh, that was an impactful memory. You know, of a uh, a crowd and electricity that that day that uh, you know um, a lot of places across the country doesn't have have that have that support and that, that stayed with me for sure. And that, you know, through that run, uh, Montana State was right there. You know, we played them in 10 and I think 11 and 12. There was maybe maybe a game or two away in the playoffs, so you knew. The, the the quality of program at that time the you know the the ability to to get players here was was there and you know coach ash did a great job coach Choate did a great job in, in getting it to a you know a, a real sustained success level most recently and you know getting out in the into the west i guess and living in laramie um and living in wyoming the last seven years our family has really grown to appreciate this part of the country and while i'd only been in bozeman twice it was two games one in 05 and 2010 um, i had a pretty good sense that uh as a family um this would be a great place for us to you know continue to live our life and, and raise our kids and, and really enjoy all that this area um, has meant to us over the last uh, seven years. And, um, you know, so we're moving a little bit north, but we're, um, Eric, believe it or not, is a Red River Valley boy. I've become a mountain uh, a mountain guy. So, um, so anyways, yeah, a lot of things came into play. And, you know, I think 
all the all the steps in my progression um, going back the last two decades, I feel have put me in position at this time to, to become a head coach. You know, I, as an offensive coordinator, you have a chance to to lead, uh, to make tough decisions, um, to, to to deal with scrutiny. Um, but it's this will be be a different scale for sure. Um, ultimately, the the program is under my hands as opposed to just the offense. But I feel like. You know, the last 12 years as coordinator, um, both at NDSU and, and Wyoming have set me up for this. And, you know, there's there's no roadmap. Um, there's probably going to be a few quick calls down to, to Coach Bolt Laramie about uh, a question here and there. But I, I couldn't have learned under a, a better uh, a better mentor, um, you know, uh, and he's allowed me opportunities to, to have real responsibility. You know, and that responsibility is growing um, in our time together. And, you know, uh, it's time to certainly forge my own identity. But, um, you know, the impact that he's had on who I will be as a head coach is obviously tremendous. You're listening to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana television. Sound from a press conference earlier today with new Montana State head football coach Brent Vegan. When are you going to start diving into the roster, and when are you going to start talking to 2021 recruits who are already committed? Well, it's 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 already began. We had a team meeting yesterday, and um, a lot of eager guys to come up and shake my hand with masks on. So my names and faces is 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 coming along. I was down in the weight room this morning, um, and had a chance to kind of see them in a in smaller groups from a um, you know a little bit different perspective, and you know that process is 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 ongoing. I think. Getting around those guys, giving them a sense of uh, where we're going, is is the a number one job. Um, you know, they've uh, it's been a challenging, like I've said. I mean, that's been a challenging 11 months. It's been a, a challenging past two weeks uh, plus for them. Um, they need direction. They need stability. And, uh, you know, that's what I aim to do, uh, you know, next week, um, you know, getting with all of them from an individual perspective um, is something the next couple of weeks that I want to do, get to know them as people, where they, where they come from, their family, uh, their major, what they like about Bozeman, what brought them here, all those types of things um, I need to learn in short order. Um, plan on getting on a, you know, a collective Zoom with the 2021 recruits um, here the next couple days and, and to begin that process with them as well because uh, getting connected with uh, with our players is, um, you know, I mean, that's 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 the beginning point. That's the foundation. Uh, they're in a good place with all they've dealt with, but, uh, you know, we need to certainly shift gears now. Hey, Brian, uh, Colt Poole yes. from Bozeman Chronicle. Um, nice to, to talk to you. Um, you know, you, you talked about Coach Choate coming going to, to Boise State and kind of how this job was under radar. Um, you know, obviously Coach Choate was was well liked here and you know had success against the Grizz, which is obviously a big priority here. Um, I'm curious, do you, do you see this as kind of a big shoes to fill situation, or is there any sort of pressure in your mind, or, or is that even in on your mind at all? Well, I think the first thing that, that I've I've clearly recognized, uh, you know. This is this is a this is a great situation I'm stepping into. Um, you know, he did a tremendous job. Uh, you know, obviously leading the team, but then also creating a, a, a real uh, real buzz around Bobcat football. And um, you know, I'm a different person than Coach Choate, but uh, I think we we see the things very much the same. We had a phone conversation last night, and I, I said the one thing that that makes this a lot easier is I think the way he sees the game of football. Um, 
the way he should be played, the way you win football games is very much the same. Now, he's a defensive-minded guy. I'm an offensive-minded guy, so maybe you know where we come at it was from two different angles. But just generally, you know, I think the, the, the real general principles of how to win football games and how, how to run a program we're very much in line with. So, you know, I, the, it's more uh, an admiration for what, what he was able to do here. Um, you know, I know his son's on the football team, so, so now he's a concerned parent. Uh, but uh, I think he'll be there to, you know, for any questions that I have. And, and by no means, is, well, no one want to tell me what to do, but if I have questions about it, he's going to be a resource. Um, and I, I think, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm glad uh, that the expectations are high here at Montana State. You know, I, quite frankly, I don't think I would want to be here if they weren't. Um, you know, with expectations uh, comes opportunity, and, and that's the opportunity. We, we certainly have to work towards filling those expectations, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't want that any other way. Hey, Coach. Um, I'm the sports director with SWX. You talked about wanting to kind of forge your identity as the head coach. Like, what do you want that identity, identity to be? And then maybe some, like, coaching philosophies that you kind of hang your hat on? Well, I think your identity is reflected on, on how your team looks on, on Saturdays. Um, you know, so a, a team that's going to be uh, the, the more physical, um, the more disciplined, you know, and we're going to talk a lot about will. You know, when, a, when games hang in the balance um, in the fourth quarter, which team, you know, has a greater will, you know, and those are all things that are are going to be talked about on a daily basis because those principles have to be um, applied to the way you go about uh, your work in the off season. You know, shoot the work in the classroom, um, your commitment to this team, and that's a, that's a year-round deal. So I think that's where my philosophy forged. And I, I think from um, from an offensive defense perspective, we want to play complementary football. You know, we want to. Uh, we want to have an offense that complements the defense and, and vice versa. You know, so the things that are important there are certainly turnover margin, um, third down differential, uh, red zone touchdown differential, um, hidden yardage in the special teams game, I think is all leads to, you know, ultimately leads to points and uh, you know, lack of points given up, yards, the same thing. So, you know, whatever, whatever drives us um, on a particular week to put us in best position to win a football game um, is what we're going to be about and, and you know that's just not a Saturday proposition that's a, a year round mentality that we have to have So you go Brent Vegan, new head football coach for the Montana State Bobcats we're up against it so here's what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break we're going to get to Leon Costello or we're also going to get back to our Garden City Spotlight here in a moment as well, more on Nuanez now, the new head football coach for the Montana State Bobcats Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director, live on the show right after this. Hi, this is Kim from the Wingate in Missoula. If you need a break from the everyday same old, same old, we want to be your home away from home. With comfortable rooms, a great breakfast, and a super fun indoor water park, the Wingate of Missoula is the ideal place for a quick getaway without having to go away. Let us give your family a little quality time together or ask us about our birthday parties. Work like an adult, play like a child, and sleep like a baby at the Wingate of Missoula. Welcome back. Nuana is now. 
1290 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. If you want to find us online, you can find us all over social media at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT, at Sean with a U, Rainey, or you can go ask at SWX Montana or at F- SWX right now as well. That's Twitter handles, by the way. I think that <laughs> it's just funny. We're so engulfed in Twitter because we're in the media and it's like the number one platform for yeah, media yeah. people to communicate news. But I read this article that said that only actually about 30% of Americans use Twitter on a daily basis. That's kind of crazy. And they said that's, 85% use Facebook. That's actually not surprising to me. Like, because why? I mean, there's just not a lot of reasons for certain, like my mom, I remember like I was on Twitter and you know, all the time and she's like, should I get a Twitter? I was like, mom, what? there's no reason for you to really get but a Your mom could get a Twitter to follow you. She could. Yeah. My, mom, I don't has know, a, I don't know. my mom has a Twitter to follow <laughs> me. That's it. I think she follows me and my brother. <laughs> uh, in that, in that sports center read that you're talking about, you're talking yeah. about Hellgate and uh, Josh Wade and yeah. them getting the win. Did you see what happened to him in that game? No, what happened to him? So, in like, I think it was either late in the first quarter or the second quarter, he got hit in the, like, above the eye. Oh. And was gushing blood everywhere. And so, he had to, he sat out for like a quarter or two, came back in, and had an alley-oop dunk and stuff. And then afterwards... Jeremy Schnell, our, our SWX reporter in Helena, interviewed him, and he had a full bandage, like, wrapped around his forehead and around the back of his head like he was, like, coming out of the hospital, like, oh a, with a gosh. hospital patient with a head head wound. And a whole the whole side of it on the side of his forehead was blood-soaked. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. It doesn't even hurt. <laughs> and the blood's dripping down his face. I don't know. It was just, it was just hilarious. And he was, just, he was just talking about how, you know, it was nothing. And, and if you... Uh, know anything about you know josh wade um he is uh he's deaf and he's out there you know hooping it up so he uh has gone through a lot and it's uh challenging for him to get out there and play sometimes so a little little head wound above the eye nothing for nothing for him so it's funny here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do a garden city spotlight real quick because usually we have an interview uh during the 4 30 uh segment on wednesdays but no interview today just a, qu- a few quick hitting pieces of news here garden city spotlight is presented by Oral Surgical Associates. Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates, one of the best oral surgeons you're going to find anywhere. Getting your wisdom teeth out is like a part of life. And I know a lot of people have a lot of fear over it. You want to go get your wisdom teeth out by an oral surgeon, I promise. It's way better <laughs> than it is. I'm not trying to demean any dentist or anything like that, but Dr. Morris, he'll get them out, and you'll, it'll be he'll take care of you. It will not hurt nearly as bad. It'll be way more efficient. He's, I mean, you got to think, this guy's been an oral surgeon for more than 30 years, and so he is as, as efficient as it gets when it comes to getting your wisdom teeth removed. To benefit from the outstanding level of care that Dr. Gene Morris provides, schedule an appointment with Oral Surgical Associates today. For more information, oralsurgicalassociates.com. couple quick hitters here for the Garden City Spotlight. Liam Bland and Owen Miley, a couple junior hockey players for the Missoula Junior Bruins. They're on their way to New Mexico to play for the New Mexico Ice Wolves, so that's a promotion. Uh, Missoula plays in the North American Tier 3 Hockey League, New Mexico 1 Tier Higher, Tier 2. So pretty cool for those two young guys to be promoted. We're going to be talking a little more hockey at the top of the hour. Tucker Sargent and Mike Anderson coming in. They are two of the masterminds behind the new club hockey team at the University of Montana. One other piece of quick news that will impact all three AA high schools in Missoula. Uh, Class AA is now uh, going to adjust its spectator policy beginning yesterday in a memo released by the Class AA superintendents 
The superintendents said that they supported the expansion of the number of fans attending events. Attendance at Class AA basketball and wrestling events will expand from two spectators per home team participant and two for visitors to four guests per home team participant and still two for visitors. So the kids are going to be allowed to bring not just mom and dad, but maybe brother and sister as well. So uh, we're getting better. Things are going a little bit better. I know it's been a really long year, but uh, we're really hoping that we can get back to full force and be fully back in action because, man, I tell you what, I miss covering sports in front of crowds. It's it's just brutal. It's honest. People say to me, like, you get to go to Grizz games, and I'm just, man, it's it's not the same. It's well, just not the same. For me, like, I always thought about because, you know, I we have a family of four, so I was sure. like, Man, if you have one kid playing, right, and then you have two parents and another kid, that means like somebody I mean, one of going to go with the other, you know, child. So you only either have one parent going, or like you have to yeah. get a babysitter for the kid. Yeah, it's just it's. 2020 and 2021 for sure. Garden City Spotlight each and every Wednesday presented by Oral Surgical Associates in Missoula. Thanks to Dr. Gene Morris for being such a great advocate and uh, supporter of youth athletics around the city of Missoula and around the state of Montana. More from Leon Costello. He's Montana State's athletic director. Uh, He's been on the job now for about five years, but this was certainly the biggest hire of his career, hiring a new football coach. They announced Brent Vegan, the new head coach for Montana State on Monday. Uh, we heard from Coach Vegan for the first time today, and uh, we had him on this show in the first segment. Here's Leon Costello on uh, all the things that went into this hiring. Oh. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. Always more Van Halen, Reese. Always. Love me some Van Halen. Nuanez now. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. Sorry for the abrupt break there. Uh, you know. This is a full disclosure radio show, full disclosure TV show. I slipped on the button. I was trying to play Leon Costello's interview, and we went to break. So that's what we're going to do right now. We are going to hear from Montana State Athletic Director Leon Costello about the hiring of Brent Vegan as the 33rd head football coach for the Montana State Bobcats. Here's Leon Costello from earlier today. Well, hey, good to see everybody. And uh, obviously it's been, a, it's been a crazy, you know what, it's, it's been a crazy probably 50-some days. Um because I think we, you know, starting with the, the Boise State thing and then, and then making our way through um, this whole search process, uh, you know, there's been some sense of uncertainty um, with with us. And then you throw spring ball into that and, and the decision we made there. So it has been uh, a spring unlike any other and a winter unlike any other. And, um, you know, I'm happy to be have our direction, happy to be moving forward. Uh, happy for the staff, happy for the student athletes, but really happy for us as a as a program to be to be moving forward. And uh, couldn't be more excited to have Brent uh, part of this. And uh, obviously, with um, with the level of success that he has had in his career, 
uh, bringing that championship mentality right here to Montana State uh, was something we were looking for in our new leader, and uh, I'm excited that we found it. So I will uh, take any questions you might have. Yeah, thanks, Leon. Um, what uh, what stood out most about the the new coach? You know, in the process that you're like, this is this is the guy. You know, when you talk to a lot of people, when you go through a search process, you're looking at a bunch of different people. You're talking to a bunch of different people, uh, candidates themselves, but also people that know them, people that have worked with them, student athletes that have uh, been coached by them. And so, you know, fit, I, I think for us was fit. Um, I think, uh, you know, for me, a positive was we have been so dependent on the defensive side of the ball and, and with with our coaches the offensive side of the ball and the focus on offense, I think uh, for me was it was a positive. Um, and obviously his his uh, work with quarterbacks obviously was a huge part of of this and developing our quarterbacks. And uh, I, I feel like we've got great quarterbacks in our room and to to learn under somebody uh, with the knowledge and the experience that he has. And then, you know, the output that he has seen in his quarterbacks, I, I think was a huge plus. But also somebody that really understands the game, uh, somebody that really understands football, what they want to do. And um, a lot of, as you can see, there's just a lot of, a lot of great things that stood out. He's from a coaching family, a great coaching tree, and just had a lot of success uh, in places that he has been. And then if you look at our roster, you know, his style matches our roster. And I think there's not a lot of changes we're going to see right away. Uh, hopefully, you know, probably some tweaks here and there, but uh, I think continuity with our coaching staff, uh, with style of play with our current roster were things that really stood out. And then we all saw the video, but what was the experience like of introducing him to the team yesterday? <laughs> it was it was interesting. You know, it, it's always, you know, we went through it, you know, about a year and a half ago with Coach Sprinkle. And um, when you introduce somebody to a group of student athletes who have not gone through the process, it's kind of a, it's new to them, right? It, it's kind of a, I don't want to say shock, but uh, it, it's a, it's a new person. Uh, you know, they were, they were locked in because they wanted to know uh, where, you know, where they were going to go and where, where he was going to take the program. And I think he did an unbelievable job of laying out his vision, um, you know, laying out his core values of what he expects from the team and really how they're going to get there. And uh, once the staff, I believe, gets set, then they all can work together to start moving this thing forward. And, you know, we're still kind of in a pseudo transition period, um, trying to work with him to get through this as fast as we can so we know exactly the route we're going to take to get where we want to go. This was an interesting search because oftentimes when you're doing a search, uh, you're replacing somebody that maybe didn't get renewed or was let go, or you're, you're replacing a guy who took his whole staff with him, and this was neither one of those. So did that make it especially challenging trying to find the right fit since basically everybody in the organization remained other than Coach Choate? Um, I, don't think that, I don't think that made it challenging. I think that was – Part of the appeal uh, to our the coaches that we talked about because you know I think you've heard it from many people nothing's broken um, I think there are definitely some things that we can focus on to maybe do a little bit better but every the pieces are in place and that starts with the staff and you know I think that made it uh, appealing for a lot of uh, coaches and candidates and those are the conversations that I had going through this process I think what really made it interesting was the timing and you've got coaches you know starting up uh 
spring camp, if you will, for the spring season. So you have all these FCS coaches that are that are doing that. We we had, we went through signing day, you know. So we, there was a little bit of a delay in our search process because the coaches that some of the coaches we were talking to had to get their recruits signed at their current institution, and so there were just a lot of different variables uh, at play during this one. But um, you know, I think we're all used to this now, you know, in, in looking at each other on a computer screen. And, you know, we use the technology as, as much as we possibly could to streamline this process. Um, so even with those challenges, there were definitely some things that were positives because of the way we uh, we operate right now due to due to COVID and, and things that we do online. Coach Vegan said earlier today that when when Choate was looking at Boise State, he, he instantly became interested at the possibility. So how, how important was that part, just the fact that, you know, Montana State was on his radar. He knows the FCS, and it seems like he really wanted this job. Well, I think you can take a look. Hey, we want somebody that wants to be here and, and somebody that's going to appreciate what is here, and he truly does. Um, you know, look, things are things are set up, and I think you can, you can take a look at – we called him Monday at – three or four o'clock and we said we have a flight for you at eight o'clock tomorrow morning and he was on that flight and he was here on Tuesday and that tells me a lot about him wanting to get to work get the staff set um we had it's a it's a long weekend here for our student athletes so they gave him some extended time off but I felt it was important that the the new coach get in front of our student athletes before they left for this weekend because they knew it was done uh, but I felt it was important for them to see him in person um, and he stepped right in and took the reins and started rolling. And so uh, that was important. But, you know, that goes along with the fit that I was talking about. Somebody that, that understands what's going on, that really wants to be here and is ready to get to work, uh, that's exciting for me. Last question for me. You mentioned the, the offensive acumen he has and the, the quarterbacks he's coached. Uh, I mean, I've never seen a really a guy that in the FCS level that had coached three straight guys that got drafted at the quarterback position. So, right. I mean, how much of a priority did you put on that? And how impressive was that? I mean, when you, you're talking about a guy that coached Carson Wentz and Josh Allen, I mean, pretty hard to find anything better than that. Well, hey, from my time, you know, Northern Iowa, South Dakota State, and now here, I've had my share of NDSU. And uh, to be honest, I'm sick of it. Um, sorry, Col sorry, Colton. But uh, I, I am. <laughs> it, it's, it's, time, it's time for us – to take, you know, to take that next step. And I think, uh, um, you know, we have been there the last two years. We have seen, you know, kind of how we how we stack up. And I think, you know, having quarterbacks as weapons is a is a huge tool to, to be able to take that next step. And, you know, getting the, getting the playmakers the ball out in open space and letting them do their thing, um, you know, being able to kind of manage the game that way. That was a huge part of, of what we looked at. It was a huge part of what our conversation entailed is, a lot of the pieces that we have in place around our football program are in place. Um, and we've got great quarterbacks in the room. Let's just put them in a great position to be successful. And uh, we talked a lot about that when he was here. Leon Castillo, Montana State Athletic Director, joining us on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Uh, Castillo talked to us for about 25 minutes today. If you want to see the full interview, you can find it uh, I'm not going to say uncut because I did edit a little bit out, especially um, the egregious singing of the NDSU fight song at the beginning of the <laughs> of the Zoom. Uh, we don't get to hang out with each other that much, so a lot of things get really <laughs> weird at the beginning and ending of Zoom calls. But you can find it at SkylineSportsMT.com. Uh, uh, I thought it was uh, interesting that, that Costello, he's obviously, I think, very excited about the hire. I think that he's excited uh, that he got... A guy that that uh, fits a lot of 
his similarities. I mean, Casilla was at Northern Iowa. He was at South Dakota State. So as he said there, he's, he's tired of NDSU. He wants somebody to catch NDSU. And I think that Montana State has about as good a chance of catching as NDSU as, as anybody. I mean, I really think that people keep asking, when's the NDSU thing going to end? Well, it's when the Montana schools get back rolling, right? I mean, that's the number one factor in, in knocking NDSU off is is mainly Montana. But Montana State has so much momentum now, too. It's it, Those are the teams that are, have the chance to knock them off, right? I mean, that is good as anybody else. Right. I mean, we, we've... I mean, could you really ever see a scenario where, I mean, as good as Weber State's been with Jay Hill, that Weber State's the one that gets over the top? No, and, and we thought that, like, James Madison was kind of knocking on the door. Right. It, it, maybe being that team, Sam Houston State kind of popped up sure. there for a little bit, but neither of them proved that they could knock them off, you know? And I always thought that, honestly, one of the... There's a lot of factors that go into NDSU's epic run. And when you lose eight games in nine years, it's epic. I mean, it's unparalleled. There is no comparison for it. It's been the greatest run in the history of college football. But the fact that Eastern Washington got knocked out in the semifinals of the playoffs five times and before getting... And they only played NDSU in the championship once, and it wasn't with their best team. Like I always just thought, the way to beat NDSU is not to beat NDSU at their own game is to beat them at the opposite game, right? Like the 2016 Eastern Washington team with Cooper Cup and Kendrick Bourne, that's the team that was supposed to knock off NDSU. Then they just lost in overtime on their home field in the semis and they didn't get to play them. Yeah, because you can't, you're not going to line up and out muscle and out you know, I mean that's why Montana. I mean that's why State. Montana State has lost forty nine fourteen two exactly. years in a row because yeah. that they can't they they're playing the same game and North Dakota State's just way better at it. Yeah, and they you know like we kind of touched on right there with Leon Cassell, like Montana State hasn't sent three quarterbacks in a row to the NFL. Right. Which, you know if you're running the same thing and you have you know that that at the quarterback position. A little tough to compete with. It's a little tough to compete with, to be sure. I, I think that uh, it'd be interesting to see. It, I, I keep going round and round in my head, analyzing this whole deal. And again, I think that Ch- Jeff Choate is such a unique person. And he, he, Jeff Choate, I, I guess there's a lot of things that I think that people don't really understand in terms of the ins and outs of things. Most of the time, the head coach is the final say, the guy who seals the deal in recruiting. But he's not the one that's doing all the recruiting, and he's not like this dynamic recruiter. Choate was out there being like the head recruiter for Montana State because that's just what he made his bread and butter on during his 15 years as an assistant. But what this comes down to, and it was, this is what it always comes down to, you can talk about X's and O's and this and culture or that, whatever. It's all about players. It's all about players. Montana State got better when Jeff Choate was the head coach because he got better players. That's it. And so to me, I think it's all just all about can vegan and again, Vegan does not need to be the dynamic recruiter that Choate himself was. Vegan just needs to re- have a staff that can recruit. And that's that's where I think that Montana State can't take the next step. If they just go out and recruit better players, better quarterback talent, and they have assistants that are bringing elite talent to the table, I think that's how they take the next step. And I think so much of it, too, at the FCS level is just finding your identity and then getting the players to kind of fit that. And I think yeah. that Choate brought an identity to Montana State. He did. Which helped them, and that's what Montana went away from with Coach Stitt and why they had their their struggles. Because Montana is just not going to be a spread them out, finesse, non. That's right. Don't get the blue collar. You know, like it's 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 about identity, and then bringing in those talented players to execute that identity and that and that plan. Well, and the thing that's so unique about Montana is. It's the one state really in the country where you can have elite football programs that are built upon most of the guys in the program being from the state. Mm-hmm. That That's just really not the case anywhere else because if you're a power fire program, you're recruiting on a national level. And if you're a peer, 
FCS school. I mean, like North Dakota State, for example, they only have like five guys on their whole roster from North Dakota. Montana produces not just good high school football players, but guys that have so much upward potential, right? Guys that maybe are not Division One when they sign, but then can be you know, All-American caliber by the time they're done. And I also think that that, that love for the program, like the, the, the notion of you have kids all over the state that truly dream of playing at the schools. Like Troy Anderson is not going to Montana State if he grows up anywhere else but Dillon, Montana, but he grew up wanting to be a Bobcat. So he he's one of the most unbelievable talents they've ever gotten just because he, this was his dream to play there. And then they are the the fabric of that identity, and then they, they teach all of the out-of-staters exactly. what it's like to fit into that. And exactly. then it all comes together, and then especially when you get a, a head coach that even if they're the, the coach isn't necessarily from Montana, but they, they understand that culture and that identity as well, and it all meshes together. And, and you can talk about the identity from the specific coaches, but I also just think it comes down to just – understanding what Montana is going to give you. And that's why the most successful Montana teams have been both Montana, University of Montana and Montana State, the most successful teams have been the ones that prioritize like the Montana style of football, right? I mean, like you're saying, it's, you, you just, you, when Bob Stitt was running an offense that didn't have tight ends, that's just a dumb idea because in Montana, you're going to have a whole bunch of guys that are just 6'4", 6'5", 250 pounds, who maybe can't run that great, but are tough. And I mean, you're just you're eliminating seriously a gigantic number of Division One recruits that come out of your state by not having tight ends. And so I, I just think Brett Vegan, having been at NDSU, having been at Wyoming, he's going to understand that element. I think he's going to learn it pretty quickly. And I think that uh, that's why I think it's going to be a pretty smooth transition from Jeff Toe to Montana State. Kind of seems like the one coach that had some success that didn't necessarily like fit into this identity thing that we're talking about is Robin Flugrad. Well, and, and, and because he came from the Don Reed tree, cause Don exactly, Reed, yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's Bob, like stylistically wise. It didn't seem like it was Montana sure. bubble screens for and sure. all this kind of for stuff. Sure. It just didn't seem like the, the tough blue collar type sure. of team sure. when sure. he was leading sure. it, you know? Sure. But they also had uh, a ferocious high pressure defense that yeah. was very that was much the like identity. yeah uh, that's that's the style i mean Grizz greats the silver anniversary of the 95 national champions go check out the podcast that's the number one thing that i learned from that whole deal too was that that 95 team that won the national championship i mean they threw the ball all over the place they only ran the ball for like 60 yards a game they were throwing for like 400 yards a game and it was it's same philosophy mm-hmm. bubble screens and yep. you know extending the run game via the pass all that stuff but the reason that they won the national championship at the end of the day is because of the defense. And that's where the Stitt teams were lacking because they were having this high-flying offense that sometimes wasn't high-flying, and then they also lost their way defensively too. And yep. I just think that you all – if you're going to be playing playoff games outside in December – Build it from the defense first. That's right. And then you figure it out. That's right. Yep. It is Nuanas now, 102.9 ESPN, Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television, Hour 1 in the books. Hour two coming at you hot. We got the ESPN Roundtable. Mike Anderson, he's the new club hockey coach at the University of Montana. And Tucker Sargent, he's on the board and one of the masterminds behind this new hockey team. Will be featured on the ESPN Roundtable right after this. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.